Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Afternoon. Oh, Lord Jesus, we are grateful that you have given us this opportunity to be in your presence. We know indeed, as we have gathered here in your name, we are confident that you are in our midst. Therefore, oh God, let the Spirit of God be lifted up. And every voice that is not of God be silenced. Father, let not any foul spirit prevail in our midst. Let not any familiar spirit prevail in our midst. Let the Spirit of God be lifted up. And let the Spirit of God superimpose upon every spirit that is not of God. Lord Jesus, I avail myself. As you promised. You say, I go to be with the Father. And I will send you the comforter, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who is a great teacher. I ask, O oh God, that you fill me with your spirit. And this afternoon, let me not speak with man's wisdom, but let it be the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. We are thankful and grateful. Give us access. Give us access to the kingdom things. And let our hearts be fertile for a change. In Jesus' name. As the word goes forth, let not any demon that has dwelled in this church prevail. Let every demonic spirit subdue to the word of God. In the name of Jesus. We cast out every demonic spirit as your word goes forth. May every foul spirit, every familiar spirit, subdue to the word of God. In the name of Jesus. We are thankful and grateful let diseases bow to your word. Every illness that torment us, demonic spirits, foul spirits that torment us, as your word goes forth, every disease shall bow to the word of God in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this great power that is vested in us. For you say, that which you shall bind here on earth shall be bound in the heaven. And that which you shall lose here on earth shall be loosed in the heavens. And you say, if two shall agree as touching anything here on earth, if we shall agree as touching anything here on earth, if we will agree as asking of the Father anything here on earth, it shall be done for us by the Father which is in heaven. Father, let it be done for us according to your promise this day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Why with a clap offering unto Jesus? Why don't you take your seats? Wonderful. Amen. amen. Do you have your books here today? Wonderful. Do you have your books? Well, we want to, we're going to take a photograph, and I want everyone to take his book. Everyone is going to take his book. Who does not, you don't, you don't have your book. You know, we are preaching a series, 
and you ought to bring your book. Some of you will have your book electronically. That is okay also. But I want everyone to lift up his book. Is Kwame here? I want everyone to lift up his book, and we are going to take a photograph with our books. Hallelujah. This is, has been our victory. This has uncovered the enemy, his ways, and his agenda. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So, lift up your books. Let me see. You can come here. Is your camera working? Mercy on us. Wonderful. Well, as, the, as our cameraman is preparing his apparatus, let's also prepare with our books. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, if you don't have your book with you, take the cover on your soft, on your iPad, like that. High tech. And just show your book like that. I think it's, um, it's powerful. Wow. Okay, so I want you to lift up your books, please. Your iPad. Oh, what happened to all your books? Forgive. Okay, lift up your books and let's take. If you don't have your book, lift up your hand. It's okay. Yes, you are receiving with us also. It's powerful. Powerful. Hallelujah. Do we have enough? Powerful. We are blessed. Are you sure? It's powerful. How many of you have been enjoying this book? It is a very great book. It is a wonderful book. And I, if you have not been reading it, I want to really encourage you to continue reading it. Wonderful. We've been sharing a lot from this book. And um, the Lord has revealed so many things to us, and we want to continue sharing. I'm going to continue sharing from this book. I'm going to continue sharing about the madman of Gadara, and it is from this book, Demons and How to Deal with Them. Amen. Amen. And I have cautioned you that um, as I am sharing from this book, as I am you see, one of the things that the enemy does not like us to talk about is about himself. Demons do not like you to talk about them. Hallelujah. They want to dwell comfortably and restful. Hallelujah. They don't usually like them being exposed because that is their weakness. That is their weakness. And this is what we are trying to do as we are sharing from this book. Amen. Amen. You know, oftentimes, oftentimes, you will have certain challenges, you know, even coming to church or reading your Bible, praying, and so on and so forth. But when it pertains to directly dealing with demons, it becomes extremely difficult. And I have even cautioned you that as we are sharing from this book, some of you are going to have, find it difficult even to come to church. You're going to find it difficult to rise up in the morning. You're going to find it difficult to pray. But I want you to recognize that when such challenge, when such difficulty arises, nowhere is coming from. 
And one of the ways that we overcome the enemy is to know that this is coming from him. Once we know this is coming from him, it becomes easier for us to overcome it. Isn't that so? So I want you to be aware of these things. Even as I am sharing from this message, there's so many trials and so many temptations. Hallelujah. So many challenges. So many things that the enemy is trying to do. But he's a liar. I say he's a liar. So I want us to turn to Mark chapter 5, and we want to read this story about the madman of Gadara one more time. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 1. And I want to read. It says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the head ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting. He says, and they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed. And in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell on him that was possessed with the devil. And also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. 
And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in the Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Hallelujah. And may the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the word of God. Amen. Amen. So we have been sharing so many things from this wonderful story. And we have been sharing that this man of Gadara, this madman, is a classic representation of someone who has been fully possessed by demons. Someone who has been fully possessed by demons, his behavior is classic and it demonstrates and it shows someone totally possessed by demons. That is why we are learning everything about him so that we can identify some of the characteristics of demons. Amen. 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 So you see, this man is an extreme form of demon possession. He is the extreme end. So you will find in a spectrum of demon possession that there are stages. There are stages, but he has is fully blown. Like when you, somebody has a disease like HIV, they say he has fully blown AIDS. Do you see? Now this man, he is fully blown demon possessed. Hallelujah. So everything that he's doing is being directed or orchestrated by demons. Do you, that is why we want to learn about his characteristics. And I said that from this story, we are learning about his characteristics. We are learning about his manifestations. And we are learning about his activities. And we are learning about how to deal with demons. So I said we are not going, we are not separating them into three or four sections. But as we are learning about these characteristics, we are learning also how to deal with them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so I want, you, I, I want you not to forget about the characteristics that we have learned already. We will not be going and repeating over them. So please listen to the messages, read the book, and, and identify the enemy. Hallelujah. Demons make you do dehumanizing things. Demons, when they come into you, they will make you do certain things that are very dehumanizing. Certain things that are not human. Certain things that humans will normally not do. Demons will make you do them. Hallelujah. That means demons can make you behave like an animal. The madman of Gadara was living like an animal. He was living as if he was not human. And that is because he was demon possessed. Hallelujah. Whenever you find yourself behaving like an animal, understand that you are being driven by demons. 
If you are a husband that is constantly beating your wife, understand that you are being driven by demons. Because you see, only animals resolve issues by fighting. Animals resolve issues by giving hurt physically, throwing blows. And when you are a human being and you are acting like that, understand that you are being driven by demons. Hallelujah. Is someone understanding what I'm sharing with you? If a human being is behaving like an animal, understand that you are being driven by demons. Amen. Have you not realized already that as you began to walk with God, since you took your walk with God seriously, even the beating of your wife has gone down, and it has gone down, and it's gone down, and it's almost zero. That shows, no, seriously, that shows that different spirit is taking over. You see, as you sit under the feet of God, as you feed under the feet of God, he says that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. As the word of God continues to come into you, you realize that certain spirits start leaving you. And so, you, 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 you don't even remember the last time you beat your wife. You don't even, you feel embarrassed even to lift your hand that you are going to hate your wife. Because another spirit has come into you. Hallelujah. Because another spirit has taken over. So another spirit is driving you. Amen. Getting drunk, getting drunk and urinating on yourself and wetting your clothes and people have to carry you home is very dehumanizing. It is very dehumanizing. And so, if you find yourself in a situation like that, that you get drunk and you, you, you urinate yourself and you are smelling and people have to carry you home, it is demon-driven. Amen. It is demon-driven. Hallelujah. If you find yourself doing any dehumanizing thing, demons are driving you. Homosexuality is a demon-driven thing. Amen. Amen. I say it is a demon-driven thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. For another man to sleep with another man is a demon-driven thing. It's dehumanizing. It is not natural. I say it is, if it was natural, we should see a male dog sleeping with another male dog. If it is natural, you see, anything that is natural, we are the higher end, refined form of the natural. So you should see among animals also that dog, dog male is sleeping with a dog male or female dog sleeping with a female, uh, a, a, another female dog. Or two, two, you see two, two, two lions, two lions and it's my partner and two lions. Or rooster. Have you seen rooster? A rooster Climbing on another rooster. But two roosters, when they meet, they fight. Because they want all the women for themselves. If you have a dog and there are only male dogs around, you will not find your dog normally around your home. He will be roaming to find the female dogs. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. 
Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Male and female created he them. And verse 28 says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. He says, God made them male and female and blessed them. Give them a certain blessing and said, be fruitful. After he has blessed them, he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. I am telling you that it is demon-driven for a man to sleep with a man and a woman to sleep with a woman. Because the idea, you see, the idea is that it will become so popular and it, it will even get to a stage if the enemy will have his way that it will be embarrassing to say, I want to marry a woman. A man to say, I want to marry a woman. You know, and people don't understand. In this day and age, why would you want to marry a woman to give you, you see, and the idea is that to cut, to cut off the replenishing of the earth. To, to cut off the blessing that God gave to mankind. That with time, you're going to find out that there are men and men, women and women, so many such that there is no replenishing of the And wouldn't you understand that with time, we are all going to wear off? It's demonic driven. It's demonic. Hallelujah. If you are a woman that you are sleeping with dogs, it is, it is a very dehumanizing thing. We thought you had a big male pet dog, not knowing that you are sleeping with a dog. Or you think I am making up stories. There are women who are sleeping with dogs. Amen. Woman who is sleeping with a horse is very dehumanizing and very demonic. Yes. And these things exist. These things exist. Hallelujah. These things exist. Prostitution is a very dehumanizing thing. And in every form or shape is demonic. That a woman that you are able to sleep with any man that you that will come. It is very demonic. Because a normal woman will not do that. It's demon driven. No matter how poor, no matter how much need you have, it's demon driven. Hallelujah. And if you are a man also that you are sleeping with different kinds of women. You are a man that you sleep with all kinds of women. Different kinds of women is a very demonic drive. And you hide under the Umbrella of I am a macho man. It is demonic. I say it is demonic. It's demon driven for you to sleep with different kinds of women. Because if it wasn't, if it wasn't so, if it was normal, then God would have made a lot of women for Adam. God would have made a lot of women for Adam. 
But God made only one woman for Adam. Only one woman. One woman to go to parties with. One woman to cook with. One woman to sleep with. One woman to entertain you. One woman to text you. One woman to have conversation. It's unnatural. It's demonic to say, I, I only text. We only text. God gave you a woman to fulfill all these roles. Amen. It is demonic. Hallelujah. The other thing, indifference to humiliation and disgrace, when you are indifferent to humiliation and disgrace, is a demonic possession. Demonic possession. Look at Luke chapter 8 and verse 26. The same scripture, the same story in this form. Luke chapter 8 verse 26. It says, And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee, And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and wore no clothes. And wore no clothes. A certain man who had devils for a long time. Someone who has been controlled by devils for a long time. And the sign that we saw was that he wore no clothes. And he didn't care. They, were, they all came, they saw him, but he didn't care. He was just walking around feeling free. If you see someone who is walking around naked and doesn't care that he's naked, very humiliating issue, but you don't care, it's a demon driven. Oh, I'm saying we are identifying the demons. Amen. It is demon driven. He was naked, but he did not care. And the reason was that he was demon driven. Hallelujah. The reason was that he was demon driven. Because how do we know that? How do we know? How do we understand that this was demon driven? Look at verse 35 in the same scripture. Verse 35. It says, And they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at Jesus' feet. How? Clothed. Clothed. When the demons left him, the sign that we saw that demons were driving this man, that demons were the ones which were causing this, was that now we can see that this man, that same man, now he's clothed. He's wearing clothes. Hallelujah. When you start, you, you see that you are dressing less and less. You are exposing yourself more and more. You are showing more and more of your body. Understand, and you are not embarrassed about it. You see, you are, you are dancing, and when you do this, all your breasts are out. And then you pull your thing like this. And then you pull it. And all your breasts, you're showing everything like that. You know, sometimes you jump, and then you're... And then you are not embarrassed. You are not... You are not humiliated. You are not embarrassed. You take your thing and then you put it inside. And you continue to dance. It is demon driven. It is demon driven. I said, I said, the sign, the sign. You see, have you not realized? Have you not realized? As you increase your walk with God, your dressing has changed. As there's more of God in you, your dressing has changed. 
You have stopped wearing those little things when you bend. Your dressing has changed. You used to wear certain type of pants. You wear your pants. And then when you bend, and then they show you, they show, oh, sister, you are exposing yourself. You say, I'm aware. I'm aware. You are not humiliated. You are not embarrassed. You are not humiliated. I say it is demon driven. Demons are driving you. And the sign that what we confirming to us, I said, this madman, we are learning a lot from him. And every behavior, we are learning from him. That the more of your body that you are exposing and showing us, it is telling us. It's not fashion. It is not fashion. I'm telling you, it's not fashion. You are being driven by demons. Kevin, it is demon driven. When you see a woman that you, you, a Christian, you can't even talk to your sister. A Christian sister, you are talking to her and then you have to look up. Oh, sister. You see, you see, the demons are disturbing the brother. Demons are, and you, you think that this is nice. I have to show it. It's demon. Say to the next sister, it's demon. It's demon. Say to the next sister, cover yourself. In fact, lay your hands on the next sister and say, you are delivered. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. It's demon driven. It's demon driven. Amen. It's demon driven. You know, I told you about a certain woman that I went. I used to ride the four train. When I used to live in the city, I used to ride the four train. And every morning, every morning we used to, the time I bought the train, I used to work in Manhattan. And when we get to 149th Street, she will also come on the train with her. I don't know if it was a husband or whoever it was. But they will come on a train. And then the man will get off, I don't remember now, I think 125th Street or something like that. The man will get off. And then when she's by herself, then she unbuttons her shirt. She unbuttons her shirt now to a certain level as the man is gone. And she unbuttons her shirt. And I, I came to, after I read this book, I said, ah, that was a demon. That was a demon. Amen. That was a demon. Hallelujah. The other thing that we learn is that the man's dwelling was in the tombs. He was living in the tombs. Now, tombs or cemetery is a place where we put dead people. Hallelujah. Tombs or cemetery are for dead people. Now, demons also can dwell comfortably in a dead situation or in a dead condition. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, if you find yourself, you find yourself in a situation where you feel it is dead, dead situation or dead condition, 
You don't see any light in that condition. You don't see any upward in that direction or in that situation. Understand that it's being possessed by demons. I said, we are learning a lot about this man. Demons have taken over that condition. And so it appears dead. It is not moving. If you are on a job where there is no pay raise, there is no promotion, you are not promoted, nothing, no progress, you have been in that job for a long time and you feel very comfortable, understand that demons are involved in that. Understand that demons are involved in that. Amen. Amen. You are in that dead job. It's not moving forward. Nothing, no growth. Your paycheck has been the same for a long time. Demons are involved. Rise up and identify them and pray about it and you will see. Hallelujah. You say, oh, they all like me. This place, they like me. When I go, no one troubles me. Demons don't like to be troubled. They don't like to be irritated. They like to rest. It's demon possessed job that you are sitting in. You are in a church. There's no growth in a church. In the ministry, there's no growth. Demons have taken over. I say, when there's no growth in a situation, when it comes to a dead end, demons have taken over. And the sign is that when the demons start living, we see growth. We see growth. When the demons left that man, he left the dead situation. He didn't live in the tombs where dead people are. He didn't live in the cemetery where it's dead. But he came to live where there is life, where there is growth, where there is progress. Amen. Amen. Oh, we are uncovering the demons. We are uncovering the demons. You are in a marital situation and there is no change. Difficult marital situation, no change. And you are comfortable. You say, now I've given up. I, uh, whenever he goes, he comes whenever he wants. I also don't mind. Your husband has not slept with you for a long time. Dead situation is demon-possessed marriage. I say demons are involved in that relationship. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing this afternoon? Yes, demons are involved. Your financial situation is not changing. Your financial situation is the same. Your bank account, the same amount. 2012, the same amount. 2,332. And then 2013, 2,315. And then 2016, the same amount. 2,317. And then you say, it's, go, it's going up by a dollar. It's going up three dollars. Demons are involved in your finances. Rise up and identify the demons and drive them out of your finances. Drive them out. And you feel comfortable. You say, oh, at least, even if I get fired, I can pay my rent with this money. And in making you comfortable and you are living in a account. No, 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 no. No. No, rise up. That you deserve more than that. You are in a situation every time you owe. Every time you owe. You are always in the negative. Every time you owe. It's demon driven. Look, if you have money and you owe, take that money and pay the debt. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
The Bible says, oh, no man. So take the money and pay the debt. May the Lord deliver us from our debts. May we be free from debts. In the name of Jesus. I said, may we be free from debts. The other thing we learn from this man is that, he says, verse 4, he says, and no man could tame him. And no man could tame him. No man could tame him. That means no man could control him. No man could tame him. When a person behaves in a way so unusual, that is beyond human understanding. When you see a behavior very not typical of human behavior, understand that demons are involved. Demons are involved. The New American Standard Bible says, no one was strong enough to subdue him. No one was strong enough to subdue him. That means no one can advise you. If you are a person that no one, they say, oh, as for this one, he doesn't listen to anyone. It's a demon-possessed person. If you are a person, no one can advise you. No one, you don't listen to anybody. You are a demon-possessed person. Ladies, don't marry a man who does not subdue to any man. You are marrying a demon. The Bible says, and no man could tame him. He says, I will tell Reverend. Who is Reverend? I will tell the pastor. Oh, who is the pastor? The pastor has the same problem. He says, no man could tame him. No man could tame him. That is a demon. You are a young woman. Your mouth, you an insult. You, you insult everyone. You say, they say that, as for this one, she has no respect for anyone. You know, have you found a person like that before? That is a demon-possessed person. I'm telling, I said, that, it says no man could tame him. A young woman that no one, you, can't, you don't respect anyone. I'm sorry for the man who is going to marry a woman like that. It says, and no man could tame him. No man could tame him. You know, in the book of Exodus, Pharaoh, when they told him, the Lord says, let my people go. He says, who is the Lord? That I should even listen to him and obey his voice. You are a demon-possessed person. If no one can tell me, look, no matter what your situation is, if we open the word of God and we are sharing, it should be final. It should be final. You should give up. You should lift up your hand. No matter what your situation is, if the word of God cannot, if the word of God cannot advise you, cannot counsel you, you say, look, brother, this is what the word of God is saying. Oh. So as you are sitting there, you are listening, you are listening, but when you are, you are living, you say, oh. That is a demon-driven person. I am telling you, whenever the word of God cannot advise you, you cannot subdue to the word of God, you are demon-driven. Amen. He says, and no man could tame him. The word of God must be final. It must be authoritative. It should be able to change you. It should be able to advise you. It should be able to, you should be able to ponder over the word and say, this thing, I need to stop. And if you are not able to do that, understand that you are being driven by demons. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Am I speaking to somebody today? You know, as we are identifying the enemy, as we are identifying the demons, look into your life. Look into your life and identify certain demons that are in you. Because one of the ways that we overcome demons is to identify them. Once you locate the demon, you have overcome him. Once you see that this behavior that I have, that I have no respect for anyone, is demon-driven, you are delivered. But you will continue to fight it and say, that's how I am. That's how I am. Amen. It's demon-driven. Hallelujah. The next thing is that it was, he is self-destructive. A self-destructive behavior is demon-driven. Did you hear me? I said, a self-destructive behavior is demon-driven. You are hurting yourself, but you cannot stop. It's demon-driven. Verse 5, in Mark chapter 5, it says, And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. He was crying and cutting himself. Does it mean that he was being hurt, he was in pain? Yes, but he was still doing it. He was crying, but he was cutting himself. Ben, if you find anyone, Ben, anyone in a situation where the person is destroying himself, but he's still doing it, he can't stop. He's doing it and crying. And he knows that this thing is destroying me, but he cannot. You know that this lateness, this lateness is going to cost you your job. But you cannot bring yourself to come to work on time. It's demon. I'm telling you, it is a demon. You know that the warnings, the warning after warning, the next one is going to get you fired. But you still go to work late. It's a demon driven. And the sign is that, you see, you, you say to yourself, these days I will go to work early. I will make, I will make an effort to be there early. And you realize you can't. Because you are not under control by yourself. That man, he was crying. He was cutting himself, but he was crying. You need to identify and say that this thing is a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. And I need to rise up to overcome it. In the name of Jesus, I'm not going to work late anymore. If the man could have made a self-determination to overcome the demon, he would have done that. Because he was crying as he was cutting himself. But he was still cutting himself. When demons take control over your life, they will make you do things to hurt yourself and you can't control it. Hallelujah. Alcohol abuse is demonic. You are drinking alcohol and it's destroying your liver. You see, you go to the doctors and they say, stop the drinking because it is destroying your liver. And then you say, I will stop. I don't want to die. How many, you don't think alcoholics want to die? They don't want to die. You say, I will stop. I don't want to die. I will stop this drinking. But you find yourself going back to do it because you are being driven by demons. And unless you identify and say that this health, self-destruction to my health is demonic driven, you cannot overcome him. I say you cannot overcome him. So if you have a husband who is an alcoholic, cast the demon out of him. I said, cast the demon out of him. This womanizing is destroying your marriage, but you can't stop. You can't stop. You can't stop. 
It's costing your marriage. But you can't stop. It's demon driven. Don't say I have a lot of appetite for a lot of women. Amen. I say it is demon driven. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? Drug abuse, using heroin and cocaine and all these things, they are demon driven. It's destroying your life, but you can't stop it. And they hide it under the umbrella of addiction, drug addiction. Why? Why are you addicted? It's a demon. Identify the demon. Otherwise, you can never cast out anyone who has been who has been free from these things, free from these drugs, free from the use of this, was cast out by Jesus Christ. But for self-determination and that they will make a, a counseling and group counseling to counsel you, I will guarantee you that you will go back because the demons will come back again. Yes. I personally work, when I first graduated from school, I was working with drug addicts. I was working with drug addicts, and you see people who have said determination. They want to go to school. They want to do this. They want to do that. Some people who are working at important places, but they had used drugs, and now they have determined that they want to stop. And every now and then they come, and then you check their urine. They have done the thing again. You can't. You can't because the demons, they will come back. Unless it is filled by another spirit, which is the spirit of God, you will go back and drink again. You will go back and use the drugs again. Sometimes you see people who are smoking, and I see them in front of the buildings in the cold, and they are coughing. (coughs) And they are smoking. you can't stop. <laughs> this is my last one. <laughs> oh, doc, I don't feel well. <laughs> it's a demon. I said it's a demon. And unless you identify him, you cannot overcome him. Hallelujah. And you see, a lot of times people hide under the deception that I can stop when I want to. You cannot stop. Unless Jesus Christ steps in, you cannot stop. Unless you invite Christ into that situation, you cannot stop. It's demon driven. And it is beyond. It says that the weapons, your weapons, they are not carnal, but mighty through what? Through God. If you are going to pull down strongholds, you ought to be mighty through God. You cannot overcome demons by yourself. It says that we war not against flesh and blood. So with your flesh and your blood, and you say that I will stop when I want to. If I want to stop sleeping with women, I can stop. It is my own body, and I can make that determination. You cannot stop. It is a demon-driven thing, and you cannot stop. Because we war not against flesh and blood. Your weapons are not carnal. It is not a carnal thing. You cannot fight by yourself. You need Jesus Christ to fight this battle. I say you need the spirit of God to overcome the spirit of darkness. You need the spirit of light to shine in your darkness. You cannot overcome that by yourself. Amen. Behavior that is destroying your relationship. This behavior, the way you talk, is destroying your marriage, but you can't stop. 
I'm telling you, is demon driven. Because I know that you don't want to be divorced. You don't want to leave the marriage. And each time your husband is saying, I don't like the way you talk to me. He says, I will not talk to him like that anymore. Oh, this man, the way things are going, he can leave me. I will. But you see that the same night you are talking like that. And he said, didn't I tell you don't do this? And you are making an excuse. But you too. You too. And then you say, it is you. It is you because I have made my mind not to do this thing anymore. But it is you. It is not him. It is a demon that is driving you. It is a demon that is driving you. It is destroying the relationship. You see, the relationship is going down, but you can't stop. You're cooking. Your husband says, I don't like too much pepper. I don't like too much pepper. So you stand at the kitchen and then you hold the pepper like this. <laughs> and you say, today, today, not too much pepper. And then as you are pouring, the demons want you pour like that. <laughs> and then when you finish and then you taste it, ah! But what is this? I say it's a demon cooking. Your demon is in your kitchen. Pray, rise up and pray. And drive that demon out of your kitchen. Too much salt. Every food, too much salt. There is a demon in your kitchen. And you need to rise up and pray against that demon. Because it is going to cost you your relationship. We are identifying the demons. You alone, you have read the recipe. Like everybody else. You have read the recipe. They say, take two teaspoons of butter, half spoon of salt, one spoon of sugar, half a quarter spoon of pepper, this. And then you, you take, but you, don't, you, you see your eyes, you think you took a quarter spoon of pepper. A quarter spoon of pepper in your eyes, in the spirit, is a whole teaspoon of pepper that you are putting in it. And unless you rise up and identify the demon, Look, let me tell you something. Anything that God has given you that is bringing you joy, demons will find every means to take that thing away from you. He says that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that I may have life and have it how much? More abundantly. So you see, you, you don't, you, you belittle things. And then you look at it and you say, it is just my hand. My, I don't know. You, how, how many have said that before? My hand. He says, it, it left my hand. <laughs> how many times should the pepper juice? How many times should the pepper, you alone, every time the pepper juice, every day it juice, every day, and you are looking at it, it gym itself, it gym itself, it gym itself, it's a demon driven, rise up to your feet and pray, rise up to your feet and pray, the demons will do everything to take your joy, every day you are cooking. Amen. Am I speaking to somebody? Look, I say anything that God gave us that's supposed to bring us joy, the enemy will come and steal it away from you. 
if you are in a relationship and you say, I don't enjoy having sexual relationship with my husband or with my wife, it's demon-driven. Demon-driven. I say, it is demon-driven. Any woman that says, oh, I don't enjoy, as for me, I don't know, I have no feelings, I don't have this, it's demon, your body is possessed by demons. Because it is something that God placed in you for you to have the joy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And the enemy is looking to destroy that joy. It's demon. Don't spoil the preaching. I'll tap this up. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? Is somebody being delivered this afternoon? Yes. Analyze it and say, why, why, why? Why do I not have feelings? Demons have taken over. You are a young woman. Your husband holds your breast. You say, I have no feeling in my breast. When you hold me, it's like I don't, have, I don't feel anything. Pray and cast out demons from your breast. Look, don't take, I'm not joking. Do not take it for a joke. Pray and cast out the demon. You say, this thing was made to bring me joy. How come I don't feel anything? Let the joy return. Let the joy come back. And don't go to any prophet. You know, some of you, listen, listen. (laughs) Those of you who go to prophets and they lie, as I heard that there's, there's a prophet in town, he lines the people up because he says the women's breasts are possessed by demons. And he needs to suck the demons out of their breasts. So, so he, he lines the woman up like this. And then they, they come. And then when you come, he goes like this. <laughs> and then he begins to suck. One, two, three, four. And then he sees, you see, all the women are coming like, so he sees a nice breasted one. He says, that one, that one, that one. Come, 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 come. That one. And then when he's finished, he says, Hey, I still see some demons left in the right one. Come. <laughs> Beloved, you have the power. He says that, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever thing, Whatsoever thing, You shall bind here on earth, Shall be bound in the heaven. And whatsoever you shall lose here on earth, It shall be loose in the heaven. Therefore you have the power to say, Let the sensitivity come back. Let my body be sensitive. Let my body be sensitive. Let me enjoy my relationship. Let my cooking be right. Let my hand be controlled. This gym on Sam is enough. And from today, there is no more gym in Sam in my cooking anymore. My cooking is sweet. My cooking is appropriate. Enough pepper in my cooking. No more gym on Sam. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand onto your feet. Enough of demons. We are not giving them. He says, give him no place. We give them no place in our relationship. We take charge of our relationship. We are enjoying our relationship. We take control of what God has given us. He says, I came that you will have life and have it more abundantly. For he says that what is in you, what he has placed in you, is greater than what is in the world. That which is controlling your world, what is in you is greater. Yes. 
Maru satara makaba shandelebelebe. Mikori andere masontele makabra yandole mamama. Kalibre yandole musatara makaba yandala mamama. Shabra yandere bere 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 bere. Mayandala bakaba yandala balabalaba. Oh, he has given you victory. He has given you victory. You are victorious. He has given you victory. You are giving you victory. You are more than conquerors. You are victorious. Yes. Oh, yes. Demons have no control over your life. Demons have no control over your eating. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. You are hating yourself. You say, I take control. This will not destroy my life. This will not destroy my relationship because I take control. Take control. You have the power. The power is in your hand. The power of the blood is in your hand. The power of the blood is in your hand. Yes. Take control of your health. Take control of yourself. Take control of your behavior. Take control of your talking. Won't be straight away. Won't be straight away, my Lord. By the power of your love. Say, Lord, I come to you. To you, Lord. Let my heart be changed. Let my heart be changed. Flowing from the grace, flowing from the grace, Lord, I've come to know the witnesses. Oh, oh, Lord, I've come to know the witnesses I see. The witnesses I see in me, Lord. Walk straight away. Walk oh, yes. straight away. Are you singing it straight away? The witnesses will be stripped away. The witnesses will be stripped away. Your life is moving from glory to glory. Your life is moving from glory to glory. Oh, yes. You are changing from glory to glory. The power of your love. Mm.
Begin to talk to the Lord. You say, as they are living, as demons are being driven, they are not coming back. They are not coming back. But we have identified you. We have identified you. He said, What is your name? Who are you? And he said, My name is Legion. My name is Legion. There are demons that are driving you. There are demons that are driving you. And he said, No more. I identify you. I identify you. I identify you, demons. I identify you. And I give you no place. Arise of life. We identify you. We identify you. This unusual laziness. Oh, why so lazy? Your spirit of God. You purpose in your heart, and you say, "I will be a hardworking person." But you cannot overcome this laziness. It is demonic. But today, we identify the demons, and we are driving them out. Your spirit lays me by the power of your love. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Jesus, and you want to give your life to Jesus. Beloved, I give you this great opportunity. You are here this afternoon. You want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Jesus is here to save you. If you were to die today, you don't know even where you are going. But this afternoon, Christ is here to deliver you. Christ is here to save you. If you are here like that, give me a wave. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I acknowledge my sins. Lord Jesus, let your blood wash me. Let your blood cleanse me. This afternoon, I welcome you into my life. Take control. Be my master. Be my savior. I submit my life to you. I submit my heart to you. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. For saving in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. We want. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.